you guys don't know this because obviously we don't have a camera facing that way and we will never. But uh, so where John is sitting for the last couple of weeks, he's been on this little stool mm-hmm. that I have. And it's for set. It's for when you have literally no space to yourself. And it's the, it's the last resort. Yeah. I've had him sitting on that stool <laughs> the last two weeks. And it was a downgrade from the beanbag that he had for a minute. Yeah. But I this week I put in the extra work. Because, yeah, I don't know. I felt like because he, he deserved it. And this is something nice. It. Right? It's like it's like when you first get a pet hamster in one of those little plastic cages, and you're like, "Oh, that's not humane." Exactly. Yeah. So now yeah. we got him a better, better setup. Yeah. Nice. Little, but now he's in my line of sight, like direct line of sight. <laughs> so you have to look right at him now. Yeah. Now I have to, <laughs> which is fine. It's I practice suppose. for your FaceTime calls. <sighs> he called me this morning. Yeah, you told me. And he was surprised when I didn't sound ex- like ecstatic about it. Oh, you, you just need to wear him down more, John. It'll work. It feels just keep at it, Robert. It feels like when a prison guard is beating you. When have you, you had that experience? <laughs> well, just hear me out, okay? Okay. It's like when a prison guard is beating you, and you keep telling yourself that you're gonna get used to it, mm-hmm. but it just. You don't even get, you don't even have a phase of, I'm used to this. It goes from, this is unpleasant and new, to skipping over that phase, uh-huh. right to, I just hate this forever now. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I hope things look up for you guys. Point is, I will never get used to FaceTime. You know, it would be cool, though, with the Apple Vision Pro thing coming out. Oh. That would be kind of cool. But it's more invasive, you know, because that would actually make me feel like I'm in the future. To to John's point, saying that FaceTime is the future, and wow, you can see somebody from far away, whatever. I think if you actually had the goggles on, that would be different. Because now, now it's ever closer to actually you being here. I thought that's what you hated about it. You know, I, as I said it, I realized that I would hate that more. Oh, no. Yeah. I just want to mention the fact that, like, we in a thousand years we went from smoke signals to being able to see each other in our pockets. Okay? Smoke signals, like come on now. You know the pyramids were made like two thousand years ago, right? I mean, how were we talking each, to each other a thousand years ago? Like uh, long distance, you mean? Yeah, you would just send a dude, <laughs> and he would just say the words you said to him to a different person. <laughs> He was like, oh, man, I forgot. I ran all the way here. Like, don't you remember that? Uh, you know why a marathon is called a marathon? Yeah, because, like, some Greek dude had to, like, deliver the news, right? Yeah, and yeah. He, like, multiple times. At the end and of the war. he died. No, just one time. Oh, just the one time? Just the one time he ran the marathon and then he what died. What a loser, dude. He didn't do any <laughs> cardio. <laughs> You're like, lots of people have run marathons and lived. Come on, guy. <laughs> What I mean, are you doing? He was the first guy to do that, though. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Well, um, Enough about FaceTime. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- this will shock everyone. We did the 48-hour challenge again. That's right. Yeah. We did it. Uh, or, rather, John and I did it with our friend On, who we've just talked about on the show quite a bit before, I think. Mm-hmm. And how how do you feel? I mean, not gonna lie, it's been four. Oh wait, what month is it? Oh, it's November. Yeah, it's been like 
five, six months since I've been on a set. So the last set I was on was for Trainwreck. Or the 48-hour, mm. actually. No, actually, it's only been like oh, two yeah. months. Yeah, yeah, because you, th- you guys did it with Noreen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we did... I think you guys might have done a different one, too. Might have been like an independent one. Because yeah, I don't know. I Actually, I don't know who was running this competition. I never found that out. I guess either. it's like a different regional thing or different... I don't know what. But, I mean, we did it anyway. We, we got a little movie out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, judging by the paperwork and the logo, it doesn't look like it was run by the usual 48-hour SJ. Right. Yeah. Whatever the acronyms are. And then this year, we've got it combined. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess it must have been an independent group of people, which is actually really cool. You know, I like like city-specific challenges just because it's – I mean, I know that – well, you guys and on aren't, aren't from San Francisco, but mm-hmm. I just feel like when you have a competition like that, instead of lumping all these people together, you get like a smaller group. I don't know. I call me. I don't know. It's not that I don't like competition. It's just that you know when when it's more of a smaller location, you get a more community vibe from people at least when we had the san jose one that's what i thought yeah usually when we do the san jose one we know a lot of people yeah on the other teams and we usually stuff. we yeah we know half the people yeah yeah which is really cool yeah but you yeah, you guys did that yeah and it was an interesting you know you, you just never know how it's gonna go because mm-hmm. i think i remember i texted you at like 3 p.m or you texted me and you're like how's it going and i was like we've done three shots <laughs> oh, that's right yeah man uh I was like 10 minutes late, right? And uh-huh. Tino was already texting me like, oh my God, they need you. So I was like, so I was like rushing at that one point, right? Like yeah. flying through the streets type mm-hmm. beat. And <laughs> as soon as I show up on set, it was just as like any other set would be, right? Yeah. We're like four hours behind. We're, um, we're still setting up for the first shot. I was the last man on call, too. Like yeah. Everyone else's call time was like 9 or 8. Yeah, My call it, time was 12. It took a very long time. But what's funny is we still only went over because we were supposed to be there 8 to 8. Yeah. And we ended at like 8.30 still. So Yeah, it's, it's really good, actually. Yeah. Somehow worked out yeah. in the end. Yeah, like, big props to On. Like, I don't know how she was able to just wrap it all up in 12 and a half hours. It's all kind of a blur to me, especially, like, the end. I was so, I was so tired. I was script supervisor again, and it was the first time, I guess, in a while that I've been a script supervisor. Yeah. It's not, like, my my best skill. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't say. But it is a skill you have. It is a skill. It's something that I can like physically do, I guess. But there was definitely at some point where I was like not, not performing like the best I've ever done. Just your brain turns to mush (laughs) during these. (laughs) That's because you have to focus on so much. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of, we did a lot of takes for a lot of things. There's some stuff I definitely did not, I, I did not, wake up in time to check for continuity my least favorite thing about being a script supervisor because i've done it a couple of times not a lot but it's something i've touched mm-hmm. it's when you think you're doing a really good job you know you go oh i took note of like when he, what hand he raised yeah you feel so this, good this when you that. do that you're like oh i noticed and then they ask you something along the lines of where did this cup 
start at the beginning of the scene? Like, where did he have it? And then mm-hmm. you go, that's not, it might, we're going to have to check yeah. the footage. <laughs> and then they're I, like, isn't that what you're, <laughs> I feel so bad when that happens. I don't know. It's a, it's a hard job. And you also it's feel like a total hard. dick. Cause then you have to like interrupt stuff. You stop people. I feel like such an asshole. There is this part, this line that one of the, we only had two actors mm-hmm. and the guy actor, he has to order a caramelized coffee. Yeah. Caramelized, like I guess a creme brulee kind of hot coffee. Right. But it sounds so much like caramel iced that yeah. it sounds like he's asking for a hot caramel iced coffee. Yeah. And I feel like such a, there's a train. <laughs> I felt like such a dick uh, stopping for things like that. Cause yeah. it makes me sound so nitpicky, which I am, but that's, it's also not very, it's not, you know, doesn't make you feel like a fun person when you're <laughs> making things take longer and you're giving more and more notes than the it's, director. It's worth it in the end, though. I, I like it when a script supervisor just interrupts me and says, hey, you have that wrong. I mean, that's why I liked, That's why I loved Emma when we were working on Trainer. Mm-hmm. She would she would yell, especially because we were so crowded. She'd have to be further in the back. Yeah. So she'd be like, <laughs> she Stop! she is she is really good at uh, being a script supervisor. Yeah, she's great. It's Yeah, it's not... It's not my top thing, but I do it. <laughs> also, to that point, I 100% agree. Like, yeah, like, it may suck in the moment. Like, who cares, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the old adage of measure twice, cut once, like, 100% applies Seriously. to film. Because once you shoot that and you leave, like, it takes so much effort for it to come back and reshoot it again. Yeah, yeah. Just get it right. It's like, it's for there. your own good, guys. I promise. Yeah, but but then also it's like there was no there wasn't going to be a reshoot obviously because it was the forty eight hour thing. Um, so we got what we got. Yeah, you know, I've only went back once on a forty eight hour to do something, and what was a, that a year, for? A year later, it's still not done. <laughs> what? Yeah, I remember the because oh I mean, the lisp thing. Yeah, the lisp. Oh, thing. okay. Yeah. So, but we shot it. We shot everything, but it took us a minute to get it all I, together. I felt crazy because I could have sworn you guys like dropped that video. We didn't. We we released one social media post. Okay. Yeah. That, that must have just been it. Then. It, lo- it looked really cool because I had some really great BTS pictures for it. Mm-hmm. But speaking of movie making, mm-hmm. we're shooting tomorrow. Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> and gu- guess what? You guys are never gonna guess what we're shooting tomorrow. That's right. <laughs> Wait, can I talk about it? You guys have, you guys never have to ask me for permission to talk about anything. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. I just like your advice. <laughs> that's all. Well, tomorrow we're shooting the final piece of train wreck. Mm-hmm. And it's been in the works for a minute. Yeah. And it's it really a good exercise of what to do when things go really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because I... I guess it doesn't matter if we talk about it. We're just being honest. Yeah, you can what talk. Happen, what happened yeah. is there was a series of... You know when a company makes a decision mm-hmm. and when the product comes out, everybody looks around and goes, how the fuck did this get through so many people and made it out to the public? That happened to us. Yeah, exactly. A decision got past <laughs> Narain, John, and me because 
of just reasons. You know, sometimes you make a decision that you think is good oh. in the moment, and it doesn't work out the way I mean, you want. Let's it just to. be honest; it was just complete negligence from the three of us. Like, mm-hmm. yes. I don't know, like how honest I can be upon this subject. Yeah, but like, um, pretty much we put in, we put someone's father yeah. in a role that we that required a really really good handle on humor and like subtle timings, yeah. right? Because yeah. this was supposed to be like the funniest character in the entire show, mm-hmm. and I think that's a burden way too big for just. An average dad yeah. who so, has no interest. In to acting. clarify, by yeah. the way, not only I I would personally say, and I know you probably would have some feelings about this, I would actually give this person the credit of being an actor. Yeah, no, me too. Definitely, he's definitely an actor. It's the problem is that we didn't we did not play to his strengths. That was the problem. Yeah, and some sometimes not all not all actors are the same. And sometimes you forget that. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. A scene didn't go the way we wanted it to. And then we were put in a position where we go, okay, well, it, you know, it's, it's a complete, it's, it's honestly, it's a multifaceted problem with multiple departments because it also falls on production because production is the people who take care of all the permits and where are we going to go to shoot this to begin with. And the problem came up that after we went there, we couldn't go back, and that happens sometimes. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter where you go. Sometimes you don't have enough money. Sometimes it was a freebie, like a one-time freebie. So in this case, we could not go back to that shooting location. So it kind of left us in this place of, okay, well, we can't go back, so what do we do? You know, So you go, can we cut around it? No. Uh, can we <laughs> I don't know, literally do anything else? <laughs> can we move on without it? No. Mm-hmm. So it goes, okay, well, now it falls on. Can't, we should rewrite it. And so we went through the, the pain of rewriting a scene and then trying to m- make it fulfill a certain role in the entirety of the show. Yeah. And this is this is the best we got. And so now we have to put it all together, and that's what we're shooting tomorrow. So yeah. it was definitely something – it was definitely a learning thing of, like, how do we even go about a rewrite, what, what the specific purpose, getting a crew together – because once you're out of production into post, there's there's an element of I don't know about you, John, but going back to do something, there is this it, 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 everybody, you know what I mean? Because people don't have a problem going back to do something for you necessarily, mm-hmm. but there is this sense of oh, we have to go back. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's. It's almost like a, someone putting a spell on you and going like, now you're going 0.75 the speed that you were before. There's something about being in post that just makes things drag when you have to go back and do something again. So it's not a great feeling, but it is something that I think for me personally, getting to tomorrow, that I learned to kind of cope with. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially eff- effectively. Now, now I know how to do things a little fast. Really, it just boils down to will. <laughs> yeah, you just have to will yourself into into another shoe, which is easier said than done. But we're we're very willing to finish this tomorrow. Yes, one hundred percent. I hope that's what happens. Yeah, I don't care how many people I have to beat into the ground. <laughs> I will get this shoe done. Yeah, though I do think I do think in a way 
having to rewrite the scene was an upgrade just because I think what we came up with is more meaningful. Yeah. Because the original concept was this this funny character who didn't actually have like a meaningful connection to the protagonist would have right. his moment. And it was it was really funny. I mean, I can say that because I wrote it, but <laughs> it was it would it, it could have gone really well. But it, it was also missing a little bit of that more, like more more emotional core in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Sometimes you end up. Sometimes things are definitely for the better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how this is going to turn out, obviously. But I just remember from Cool Ranch, I I missed a lot of the scenes that we originally had in there, but for environmental reasons, not. It's not that I give a shit about the planet. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, you know, during the shoot, there was cars going by or mm-hmm. the lighting just wasn't right on this person's face. Because of those reasons, we had to cut out multiple pieces of one scene's dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I thought it cut it down to, like, the bare bones. I was like, oh, man, you know, is there any way we can add back these lines or whatever? And I ended up watching the final product. And the way it moves through that scene... We definitely, it was a very Hollywood move of those characters are saying what they need to say, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, the other lines that were in the scene might have been nice and fluffy, and oh, these characters are having a moment, but it's definitely, and it was, it was, there was good motivation, right? One character was absolutely done with the other. Mm-hmm. So that her, in the edit, the way it looks is like she's being way more curt with him than it originally was when we shot it. It looked like she was being more sympathetic to him. But the way the final product came together, I was really happy with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it turned out well. Yeah. I think with Trainwreck, we made it... We we used... What what we ended up being able to do was use that, that script real estate to give a couple of the characters some more human moments. Yeah, I think we have we have a problem with one of the characters where he's kind of just an idiot, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I was actually really excited about that. That we wrote. Mm-hmm. I just, it's just, I think it's always nice to give an actor more screen time, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're giving him another chance to do something more more substance, I guess, because yeah. he's been comic relief for the whole thing, yeah. and he wasn't even in the original version of this scene, right? So. He, he was just going to show up at the end. But now we we did something like smarter with uh, the, the time we have left. I don't mean that to like rag on like our past selves with what no. we have before. But, you know, it's <laughs> no, like it's it, it was it evolved. Just, and yeah. we ended up making some more choices with it that were more emotional, mm-hmm. more character driven, uh, more redeeming for both of the characters involved yeah. because the the only interaction they've had until that point is one of them being really mean to the other, and then the other yeah. guy is just like being stupid, yeah. like 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 he is consistently. But this, th- I think, this will help. I mean, if you want to talk about like general improvements that you mm-hmm. made to our script, especially like, in terms of character work, I think Ivanka is like the biggest improvement that you've made. I agree, to be honest. Like I, I will, I'll take credit for Ivanka. Sure. Yeah, because <laughs> not only was she like just two dimensional, she was literally just like a plot device for easy to like get over, right? Exactly. Like, we totally antagonized her. It's like just one yeah. like concept. And just for clarification, she's like an ex-girlfriend character. 
Right. So in the original version, she was just like the bitchy ex and there wasn't really a reason given for why they broke up. It was just like, and it, it sort of framed her as like, oh, she broke up with him. How evil can you be? You know, it's like, how dare she break up with Easy, the best guy in the world. So, <laughs> you know, the most hardworking guy that we're all on his side. But um, the Easy was missing, and Easy is one of the main characters. Sorry, we keep bringing people up and not explaining <laughs> who exactly. He's one of the main characters. Mm-hmm. And what we had to do to make it, to make the characters better is both give a reason for the breakup yeah. and make it easy as fault. Yeah. Because until then he's just been like the hardworking guy who has a shit together, right. has a job, is more of an adult, knows what he's doing, but he didn't have any flaws really. So mm-hmm. what, why not make him just a kind of a film school douchebag, you know, who would condescend to his girlfriend who was also in the film program and also, lost a bunch of her equipment in this one event that happens at the beginning. Yeah. So it, it made more sense that they broke up. And also now since he, he could, he still hung up on her. Mm-hmm. He has this thing to overcome where he has to both get over her and also come to terms. Like I'm talking about this in terms of like, if there was a season arc, if we kept going, which we're not going to, but it's like now he's set up in this hypothetical season arc to figure out like, Oh, I'm not perfect. I, I really messed up. I, I need to uh, come to terms with that and to make myself better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a great episode too, actually. Mm-hmm. To like, because I, I know that we focus more on the other protagonist for the first episode, but I think that's a great uh, episode two thing to go, man, maybe I should like look inward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or even just even later than that, you know, I, I was thinking what I sort of pictured, I don't know about you guys, but if he had if he'd fallen for another girl, Mm. you know, and he didn't want to mess that up. Right. And he, maybe this girl is more direct than Ivanka was. And she's Mm. like, Hey, don't, don't fucking talk to me like that. You know, something like that. And then he's all confused. Like, Oh, why doesn't she want me to talk to her like that? That's so weird. Yeah. Um, I used to talk to Ivanka like that all the time. Right. Oh, you know, that, that I was going to say that that's actually Probably better than what I was going to add. Yeah. Which is, I would want to see him, like, put his old hopes and desires on a new person. Oh, yeah. And and have the new person, like, almost realize, whoa, hey, I, like, this this feels familiar. Like, are you yeah. doing, I'm not your ex, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? So, yeah. I like, would, he, he would try to make her a supporting character in his life or yeah. just, like, his assistant. It kind of reminds me of The Flight of the Concords mm-hmm. where these the two protagonists are into this one girl. Yeah. And one of them dated her in the past, but his best, his friend, the other protagonist, is now going out with her. Mm-hmm. But they're both super attracted to her. And, like, she's just this magnet for problems in their lives. And the guy who originally dated her, he has a new thing going on. She's a really nice girl and everything. But in one of the episodes, they start competing for the ex. And the new girl is like, hey, I'm like right here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Like you guys need to work your shit out before you start. That's what she does by the end of the episode too. She's like, I have way too much self-respect to like be hanging out with you. Like this is fucking (laughs) fucking stupid. Isn't that true though? Sometimes a guy just needs to meet a woman with self-respect to realize what he's been doing wrong his whole life. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. Crazy. But, But yeah, she, 
she was upgraded and um yeah because that was also the thing about what went in the original version of the script i was also thinking like who would want to audition for this you know there's like no we we can't say anything about her like writing that part of the casting call was difficult too just because it was before some of those big rewrites that we did yeah and you know like luckily we we knew people we we knew some actresses who were down to try out for it and then by the time we got an actress who nailed the uh, the audition, I was like, okay, I have to give her something, you know, because she she was really good. Yeah, she was good. And so I was like, let's make this worth it, you know. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, especially when episode one is not even done. Yeah. But uh, hypothetically, if there is an episode two, yeah, the base story and logline is already made. Oh, and it's something I would direct Mm -hmm. and I would be super happy to create because me and Noreen have written three episodes Mm -hmm. of -hmm. of like wreck the story itself of like the entire story. Mm -hmm. And two is my favorite of all time. It's just that usually we never get far enough to film an episode two. Right. It's what I based my Danza um, intermediate final off of Shoy Boy. Oh, really? Yeah, that was based off the episode two script. Nice. Oh. Right. So, yeah, stay tuned. Let's Ooh. see if we still have the stamina and I, the money available yeah. for an episode <laughs> two. I would love to know what you had planned for that. Yeah. Speaking of writing, if, oh. if the, the five people who like sh- uh, follow the show, <laughs> including Belgium, which, hi. Hi, Belgium. I love you so much. Well, You'd know that I, a long time ago, was trying to write something very personal or whatever. Right. So, On invited me out to do, like, a writing session. And I I was, you know, I, I know what I'm oh. going to talk. I, w- I told you what I was going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, But something that came to mind right as I'm bringing it up is I don't know what happened. I don't know what motivated me to write. Oh, I mean, I guess it's the fact. So, a friend of ours is trying to get good at cinematography, whatever. <laughs> so, I figured, and Alan has been taking classes and right. Apparently, he's a good actor. Yeah, yeah, I heard about yeah, that. And I, I'm a whatever actor. I can, I can do it if I get trained through it. I'm not the best, but you're pretty good, I think. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I figured though, because we both kind of have a sense of, I, I like working with somebody who knows how to work through a scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I figured, why not me and him act something out? And then as I got to the writing session, I realized uh, I don't really have any ideas yeah. of what to write. And then I figured, well, I have one thing that I can write. And it was a scene between me and Alan in my personal story or in the personal script that I was writing. There is supposed to be a scene that mirrors conversations I've had with Alan over mm-hmm. a period of time. And I figured, well, that's a good basis to write it. So I finally have like an outline for for it. And it was interesting to me because um, it's it reminds me of why I stepped away from it to begin with. And it was that personal, you know, because when you start writing something personal and you put you see it on the page mm-hmm. and you go, oh, boy, do like I, do I even like want to look at that. You know? Yeah, it's so hard. I was I was in the cafe with him and I was like, I was talking out loud and I go, I was on I was an exercise of. Oh, I have to just get it out, 
you know, because I, I kept saying like, oh, this is going to be a shitty line. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, yeah, it is going to be. You just you have to get it on the page. Yeah. But that's the point of it. Yeah. I I wrote one of my favorite things that I wrote in that session. So the the thing I was explaining to you is that. Uh, I w- so I'm writing this not from not with the objective of putting it in my script, but with the objective of just write a scene where one of them is just an objective based scene, kind of like how Larry David would write for Curb, mm-hmm. right? They have they, there is no dialogue, it just here's what needs to happen by the end. And so I wrote it as my character is trying to be affirmed by his friend mm-hmm. because he's feeling insecure and this is and that. And so, and Alan's character is supposed to be this guy who's not, he's very carefree and he's almost too nice. Mm-hmm. And so, but I push him and that's the whole point, right? To get to that maximum yeah. effort. So I push him to, by the end of the scene, there's like three, there's, there's three times where I try to get him to affirm me. And the last one, I asked the most ridic- ridiculous question, which I feel like even in real life, someone asks you this, you'd have the same reaction. Mm-hmm. I, I ask him in the script, I go, hey, do you think I'm a good guy? Which is such a setup. It's such yeah. a disgusting question mm-hmm. that in the script I ha- or in the outline that I wrote, I have, I have him turn to my character and go, why would you even ask me that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it was very much a, it was, I don't know, it was, it was cathartic. It was like a mirror, you know, mm-hmm. into a mirror. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah. I usually, I mean, a lot of the stuff that I write is based on Mm -hmm. IRL kinds of interactions or hard pills to swallow that I've had to swallow, you know, like these lessons that I've had to learn and that that are hard to admit sometimes even. Yeah. And you process them by writing them out and it sort of puts when you're you now you're just watching the characters go through it so you can sort of put yourself out of the situation and yeah yeah, it it feels a little better that way yeah even i feel like even if some wounds scab over they still hurt Mm -hmm. for example and this is a great moment we had too i love this too when when you're writing with somebody and you both get the same idea at the same time Mm -hmm. i was telling alan in the so in the scene right uh, just as a basis for how I wanted it to go, I have three moments, right, where I kind of break him down into finally turning around and saying something, not mean-spirited, just honest, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I remember going, I'm missing the middle part of how I want to connect this conversation to the end, right? Because the way I start to, I'm, I totally am the bad guy in the, in the entire conversation. Yeah. And you don't end up getting what you wanted, right? A hundred percent. No, I don't get, yeah. I don't get what I want, but what I ended up telling, uh, Alan in the scene is, or, or I showed him the outline in the outline, the beginning of it, mm-hmm. I make myself the bad guy. It's pretty slimy because the first I'm making it appear that I'm talking to my friend mm-hmm. because I want to apologize to him. Meanwhile, all I want to do is talk about my girl troubles. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're you're misleading him. You're yeah. kind of, you're manipulating him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah even yeah, yeah, which is so terrible, you mm-hmm. know. Even in this even in the outline I write what he really wants is to talk about Sophia. Yeah. Um <laughs> so I just I have this moment in the scene where I tell Alan I kind of want you to not like not wound me, not hurt me, but I want you to be just painfully like 
honest, you know? Mm -hmm. And in one part, I go, what's something that would hurt? In the the script, the name of my character is Billy. Mm -hmm. So I go, what would hurt Billy the most? And it's funny because immediately, Alan, without even talking to me, without skipping a beat, he just goes, oh. He starts (laughs) writing. Yeah. And I don't see what he's writing, but it hits me in the same moment. I go, oh, shit. I know exactly what would hurt him the most. And then I go to Alan and I go, this is a... I can't explain this because it's too personal to me. <laughs> but all it took was just me saying this one thing. I go, I say to Alan, is it the time thing? And he looks at me and he goes, that's exactly what I was writing down right now. Mm-hmm. And it was just that, yeah. And so we just had the same idea. But, yeah. And it completed the puzzle of how this whole scene is supposed to flow and go. Yeah. So, so it goes like your character is trying to yeah. sort, sort of leads in with this misleading opening to the conversation yeah and then his character uh, he he says something that mm-hmm. hurts you and then you get more intense about yeah because yeah. i feel like that really works for the scene too because even as i say it out loud i think i lead him into it by accident too mm-hmm. i ask in the scene i think i asked something along the lines of you would do uh that's what i say i do i say you'd do anything for a friend right and he goes, yeah, it's awful, right? It's just awful. And he goes, I mean, yeah, I'd do anything for you. And then I go, yeah, well, you know, this isn't that, which leads to the time thing. And he he even realized, Peter, uh, Peter is the name of Alan's character. Mm-hmm. Peter realizes, oh, he's trying to talk yeah. to me about this other thing. So he's not really even sorry for what he said earlier. And he takes that and he doesn't even shove it in my face, you know? He kind of gives it a pass and you can kind of tell. And that's, it also just ends up, you know, he, he again, he just painfully obvious is getting to the point by the end mm-hmm. of like, hey, like, I can't be nice to you about this. This is just what you're doing. This is the, this is, yeah. You is know? it like it's a conversation that your character probably tries to have a lot and he's just sick of it? Yeah, uh, Peter, right? Like yeah, Alan's character. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I even told Alan whenever when we do, when we actually do go shoot this scene, it has to feel like we've had this conversation a thousand times before. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? yeah, it's just him being so sick of it. He's done being nice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but he's. I even wrote it. One of the objectives in the scene. Is, is Peter going to choose to be a good friend mm-hmm. or is Peter going to choose to be a great friend? And I feel like a yeah. great friend would just tell you the truth. Would be honest. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. it was really fun writing that. And uh, You can see why it's hard, though, because, you're, you know, it's we have to think about times when we were Billy. You know, exactly. it's like, tell tell me what I want to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all I'm trying over to... and over whenever I ask for it. Yeah, it's all, that's all I'm trying to do is, mm-hmm. is, tell, is make him... Tell me something I want to hear. Yeah. 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 So that's, that was really fun. Yeah. So stay tuned. Glad that worked out. Is that, that's, sometimes. that's so you want to make the whole film. So. I do want to make the whole thing. I think this is like a crucial first step though, that I just got to writing go. it. Yeah. I have to go through it. I'll even, I'll share, I'll definitely share it with you. I can push myself. Yeah. I'll, hopefully I can write it. You push yourself. You push yourself. Yeah. I basically have a, I have a, like a, a fall break or whatever, because I don't work for the rest of the month. Mm. yeah oh that's good oh god 
It doesn't mean I'm free, okay, guys? <laughs> You're like, leave me alone. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, there was, I was thinking about that Adam Sandler movie that came out uh, like a month ago, I think. Which one? It's the one that he has his daughters in and his wife. So what? it's it's on Netflix. It's called You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. Oh, what the fuck? It's okay. so it's so good. I think I, I think I did see what what movie you're talking about. Is it is it really good? I really liked it. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, if, in case anyone watching needs some Jew positivity, I doubt it. But <laughs> if if you are, uh-huh. you should totally watch that movie. It's it's very sweet, and also you get vibes from Adam Sandler that he's like a really good girl dad. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, because you know his actual daughters are in it, playing playing his daughters. Are they younger or are they? Uh, so one of them, one of them is playing a twelve-year-old, obviously because it, it's she's getting ready for her bat mitzvah, mm-hmm. right? Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, and then and then the other one's a bit older. But it's it's just so I I really I have to check if he actually wrote this, but he really did justice to like preteen girls, you know. Really. Um, I like that he made them so gross because oh. they're the, you know it's, it's like so they're true, still though. kids and they're there's like all these kinds of gross out moments that they have you know like they're going through puberty they're yeah. having their periods and shit like that they're yeah. you know they going through like similar sort of like self-exploration and self-discovery that boys yeah, do definitely and and they're, also the comedy in that to, to clarify i will yeah. say though it's it's not exclusive to one gender or the other. Yeah, yeah. Teenagers are just fucking gross. They're gross. They're gross. They're so gross. But that's like, that's that's just a normal part of it. And also, it's just so funny. You know? That, it is it's, funny. It's so true. funny. And I like yeah. that he he lets girls be gross. I, I've been liking a lot of shows that let young girls just, like, be gross. Damn, or... Pen15 is really up there for that. That one, yeah. Which, <laughs> that, that one's even... That that gets me even harder because it takes place, like, mm-hmm. the same time that I was, like, that age, yeah. you know? it's it, it takes place in the early 2000s, and I'm like, damn. It's also very accurate. Yeah. As someone who had a lot of girlfriends, not, like, the relationship, but, like, a lot of girls who weren't my friends yeah. growing up, I definitely got a glimpse of all that shit. Yeah. I... I actually was not grossed out back then, but not nowadays. <laughs> it's just so funny, like yeah. have, having these girls talking about periods and queefing and stuff. Like yeah, they yeah. like they just found out it existed, yeah. and it's just yeah. And he, I just really liked it. I'm gonna have to find out if he was. I mean, he probably was a writer. He produced it, and his entire family's in it. But um, also it's. Maybe, maybe I just have a really different Jewish existence than a lot of people. The, the mm. whole the setting is kind of insane. It? Like it's they they have all these kids going to this Hebrew school. Oh. It's like a Jewish school. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's just like their school, and it's it's like all Jewish. And so in her class, all the kids are getting. They have an entire class devoted to getting ready for their their bat mitzvah and bar mitzvahs. Oh really? Right? Yeah. Okay. So. They have that uh, Sarah Sherman's in it, and she's really funny and cringy. But um, also, what I like about it is it has the most Latino and Asian Jewish representation I've seen in anything. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously, a lot of, you know, since Adam Sandler's family, uh, you know, there's a lot of white characters still. But there's there's, um, one of the main characters, the best friend of Adam Sandler's daughter is Latina, 
and her her dad is also participates in um in the in the bat mitzvah like everyone is so involved and there's like a lot of diversity in there it kind of reminded me of like my sister's old synagogue because there were uh-huh. definitely a, a good chunk of the uh, membership there was east asian and south asian too so i don't know i just really liked seeing that yeah yeah well, and yeah. it wasn't they didn't, didn't even talk about it didn't address it it was just like yeah this there's all kinds of jews i see you know yeah so recommend nice I'll give it a watch. Well, <clears throat> I think with oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to look <laughs> at my watch as soon as I saw. Just that's all you see on camera. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's probably where we're gonna end this week. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot for listening about our production stuff. Yeah, more to come. We Def- are we're getting into something else. But Definitely we'll, more to come. We'll let you guys know how the hopeful end of Trainwreck goes. Yeah, <laughs> let's see if I can nail this this week. Oh, go, do. Shout out to Belgium, one. Shout out to Belgium. Go check out Gabagol Pictures, Narembo Films, and follow Recollection Film 2024 on Instagram. That's not what it's called. Fuck. You're so close. Really? Did I fuck y- it up? You, yeah, you called it Recollection Short Film. That's what it's Follow called. Recollection Short Film yeah. on Instagram. We will, we didn't really talk about it on this podcast, but it's getting real. We will update a bunch of stuff. It'll yeah. Be more and more real as the year ends. So, yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.